Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Okay, so Andrew and I were speaking about this, and um, for those of you, the women that were at Every Woman, you would have heard um, beautiful Tash speaking, sharing her testimony, and it was just so encouraging me. Tash, Tash just has this incredible gift on her life, and I, I don't think she knows it, but she's an evangelist, and she is incredible, and the way that she um, describes the love of God in such a real and convicting way. I said I was playing piano, but I really was putting my hand up going, please, can you do an altar call? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Save me. Um, you know, I just love the realness that she um, she brings out the love of Christ and the realness of who he is. And, and she said, we were talking last night and Tash was saying that just this week that two different people in her world um, brought her with this question of why are you a Christian? Why do you do what you do? Why do you serve God? And I think that sometimes we get caught up in our lovely Christian bubble and, and maybe we get caught up with the um, complex things of, of God and of church and everything, but it's good just to stop, bring back down to the foundations of why do we do what we do every day? Why do we serve our God? Why do we, you know, bring our families up into this world and... Um, and I think what for me, when I asked myself this question, I had, to, I had to answer, this isn't a religion. You know, this isn't, I didn't choose, oh, this religion sounded good and it was, um, this God sounded like he could please me, so I've chosen this path in my life. No, we don't believe that um, we're going to do Christianity as a religious purpose, but what we believe is that God completely transforms our lives, that God opens up our eyes. I remember a book that I used to read as a child was one of my favorite books by a a guy called Tommy Teeny, and he wrote a book, um, God's Eye View, and it completely changed my eye view because what I saw was that we can get caught up in our own little worlds and we just look this way and just looking at my family, my work, my school, but God wants to change our eye view. He wants to lift us up like on the eagle's wings. He wants to take us up onto the mountains and show us a whole new perspective. And I think that's what makes us defined as Christians as well, is that um, I was talking to another friend and she was completely gobsmacked that Jamie, she's an um, unsaved, completely doesn't know, she doesn't understand church, doesn't want to hear about it, but she was completely gobsmacked. Why Jamie when she just got married, would go to Africa. Like, she was like, this is incredible. Like, a young person like herself would go to Africa. Use all this. Why isn't she going to Hawaii and, you know, sunbaking and stuff, but she would go to Africa, and she was, like, just so humbled by that. And that was just um, so incredible. God wants to give us a life of abundance. He wants to give us our best life. And so what I came up with um, this morning was five things that make us different from the world because we have salvation in Christ. Okay, so I know there's like a trillion things, but to me, these are my five things. Okay, is that all right? All right, so let's look at um, point one. Point one to me is hope. 
The Lord gives us a hope. Um, I, my beautiful, beautiful friend, mum, woman in this house, Jenny Scognamiglio, um, she is just an absolute inspiration, isn't she? Honestly. And when I thought of the word hope, I thought of Jenny. Because I thought of the situation that she's going through right now, and I thought, I bet any money when she's sitting in that waiting room as a patient of such a horrible thing, that what makes her different from the others sitting in there is the hope of Christ in her eyes. That she has something inside her that I'm sure others are looking at her going, excuse me, you should be depressed, you should be crying, you should be overwhelmed right now. But Every time I see her, she has the hope of Christ in her eyes, and that's what makes us different. Um, The next one was love. I know every mother in this room will know exactly what I'm talking about, and I'm sure fathers do too, but, you know, it's Mother's Day, so I'm talking about mothers right now. Um, Yeah, you're trying, you're trying. Um, That moment when your baby first comes out and you look into the eyes of your baby. Oh, don't make me cry. I'm a little emotional at the moment. My hormones are raging. Um, The moment when you look into your baby's eyes, honestly, it's, it's not, you can't describe it. But instantly, instantly, you will do anything for that child. You will protect it to no end. You love it so much, so much you can't describe it. And just this little naked little thing, you know, and it's screaming and it's worming and mine was a bit blue, but I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm undone. I'm undone. And, you know, and then having my second one, it happened all over again. I was a bit worried falling pregnant with my second because I thought, how am I going to love another one? I, I love this one so much. How am I going to love another one? It's, I'm, I'm going to have a favorite. Like, it's not going to be even, but I don't know how it happens, but it's even. I love, they both have my heart, whole heart. And, um, and I just remember being in the hospital and um, amongst all the stuff when I had Joey, and suddenly it just dropped into me. Oh, my gosh, this is how much Jesus loves me. How much I love my little baby is how much Jesus loves me, probably a, you know, a trillion times over. But this is the thing. When people say Christ loves us unconditionally, Christ loved us while we were sinners, that's what he meant. He meant no matter what this baby does right now, it's just, you know, it hasn't done anything. It hasn't even smiled. It's just, you know, screaming and, and doing other things. And, but I love I love my baby right now, you know, unconditionally. No matter what she does in her life, no matter what outcome happens, I love my baby. And that's the love that Christ has for us. Can we turn to our Bibles to 1 Peter 1.22? It says, I had to put a bookmark. Does anyone else find 1 Peter really hard to find? I don't know, it just gets stuck. I tried it a few times while I was practicing, and I just get stuck, so I put a bookmark in there. Um, 1 Peter 1.22 says, Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. This is another thing that I thought is 
that Christians should have a sincere, deep love for one another. Um, This, you know, it should be the defining things that when we're around our friends that are unsaved, when we're around um, family members, that they see a difference in us. It's not just oh, we know she's a Christian, you know, she does that thing on Sundays, it's a religious, you know, she just goes and says her stuff and she's out. But there should be defining things that they see. This person genuinely loves me. This person is sincere and deeply loves me. Um, I know we've honoured her a couple of times this morning, but come on, my nan loved people and I know that this scripture was her she had sincere deep love for people she didn't just go oh give me a hug love come on it was give me a hug I love you you know no matter what condition people were in like oh the people she used to hug you know she really was mother Teresa and do you know what the beautiful thing and I was thinking about it was she's not with us any longer but she's passed it on to my mother My mum has that same love. You know, she just loves anyone no matter what. And I I hope and I believe that it's passed down into the next generation again, into us girls, because without even knowing it, we love. We love people no matter what. And um, can I encourage us that that's the generations as well coming through, that what we do, what we portray as an example goes through the generations That's the love. That's our inheritance. It's brought down. The next thing is encouragement. I was talking to my friend um, yesterday. She's completely unsaved to the point where she said, please don't talk to me about God. I'm like, oh, okay. One day I accidentally said, can I pray for you? No, do not pray for me. Oh, okay. That's all right then. Sorry. Awkward. Um, But, you know, after we've, we've had three children together now if this is our third time we've been pregnant together and she's just so she doesn't know it but she is so close um and I've not mentioned one word about God I've not mentioned one word about church or anything but I've just stayed true to showing the love the hope of Christ to just be myself you know just letting God overflow into that and um anyway we found out recently that she's moving at the end of the year and we're both having our babies at the end of the year. And she said to me yesterday, Julie, what am I going to do when I have my baby and there's no one in my life to encourage me? She said, you are the only person, this really broke me, you are the only person that helped me get through my last um, newborn stage because you just kept saying the right thing at the right time. And she said, the last thing you said to me, I wrote it on my whiteboard and I just look at it all the time. You're such an inspiration. And maybe it made me think that in our Christian circles, maybe we get a little bit immune to encouragement. Maybe we get a bit immune to um, inspiring each other and bringing forth prophetic words and, you know, I've got a scripture for you and we're just like, yes, that's lovely, great. Okay, I'm feeling really topped up right now. But probably in the world, this doesn't come as natural to people. So when we encourage others, the impact that it has on their life is incredible. And this is what I realized yesterday, that that is another way that we are a light in the darkness is by encouraging people, by speaking into their lives. It doesn't have to be a scripture. Here, I've got an incredible scripture for you. It just has to be words of life. 
into their situation at the time. My husband is an incredible encourager, and I'm sure a lot of you have benefited from that. But for myself, to have that around me, I just feel like I can conquer the world. You know, just one word of encouragement, I'm like, I can do this, you know. So I just encourage you to encourage one another, but to encourage your families, to encourage people in the world, show them that God is an encourager. The um, fourth one is, uh, that I was thinking about was direction, vision and purpose. This is another thing I think we take for granted is that God has given us vision and he's given us purpose and we look towards a future. You know, the, the gift that's on Pastor Phil's life, when we come constantly into this house every week and he speaks into our lives saying, you know, jobs, better jobs, and this church is going this place and he's speaking vision and he's expanding us and our capacity is growing and he's building us up, you know, let's not take that for granted but let's speak vision and speak hope into others in our lives. And also um, allow the gifting that's on Pastor Phil's life to build you. You know, they say without vision, we perish. And so we need vision in our lives. So can I encourage you also, um, Andrew and I, anything we go through, we're just constantly in prayer. We're constantly asking the Holy Spirit. I love love that song this morning, Holy Spirit, because it's so good just to stop. The Holy Spirit speaks in a still, gentle voice. And sometimes if we're going too fast or we're trying to make decisions quickly, we can miss that gentle voice that he wants to speak to us. So it's good just to stop, just go, God, what is your vision for my life? What is your vision for my family? You know, see your family, see your children where you want them to be and keep speaking it, keep speaking it, the promises over them. Iron sharpens iron. Get around other people that have the same vision. Get around other people that will see the future that's ahead of you. The last thing is wisdom. This is a a massive part of my Christian walk since I've been a mum. I found motherhood completely undoing. (laughs) If you think you're an amazing mum, then you haven't been a mum because every challenge ahead of me, I just feel like, um, really, I can't do this one. (laughs) I need you to do this one. Um, This late night, I can't do this. (laughs) Um, This, you know, little obstacle. And I haven't even done teenagers. I'm just not looking forward to that section. But anyway, God God expands us and we grow. (laughs) Um, if Can I skip that part? I don't know. I, I wish I could. Um, when I think about wisdom, I think of Solomon. And so if we just turn to 2 Chronicles 1-7, um, you know, the book of all wisdom is Proverbs, and that's what Solomon wrote. But if we go back to um, 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 1-7 says, That night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. That's a huge question. Like, just have a think about what would you say to God? Whatever, whatever you want, whatever you want, God will give it to you. You know what Solomon said? I'm just going to skip down to 1 verse 10. He said, Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? He said, Give me wisdom, give me knowledge. It's one of the... 
strongest parts of my motherhood so far, four years into it, it's amazing. Um, God, in the middle of the night, you know, God, give me wisdom. Please give me wisdom, you know. And just that calling out to God, asking for his Holy Spirit to give us wisdom. It is so... Do we forget... We forget what an incredible gift the Holy Spirit is to us that God has given us. Um, I think it's in 2 Peter. I was reading this last night. Um, see, here I go again. I've lost Peter. I've lost my bookmark. Okay. <laughs> I need to put like those tabs on the side. But in Peter, it says even the angels are jealous because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Um the Holy Spirit, he guides us, he leads us. So can I encourage you this morning that um, to look at your Christianity, look at your life, look at the way you see Christianity and remember these beautiful attributes that Jesus gave us and let that speak louder. It says, let, us, let the actions speak louder than words. Let the, Christ, let the Christian life, let Jesus bubble out over us in, into our family, into our friends, into our children and let that speak louder than words. God, give us wisdom. Guide us, lead us. Holy Spirit, let us be just attentive to your voice. In any situation that we're going through, Holy Spirit, let us not rush through and make a decision, but let us stop. Let us stop and ask for your wisdom in that situation. Lord, I pray that you would bless every mother in this place this morning. Lord, that you would fill them up. Motherhood is an emotional journey. We bear everything. We hold everything close to our hearts, Lord. And all we want is the best thing for our children, the best thing for our husbands. So, Lord, I pray that you would be the encourager this morning, that you would bring the peace this morning to these beautiful mums. Encourage us and bring peace, Lord. In your name, amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.